The LA Kings get ready to take the ice, looking to follow up on their big game one win in Edmonton. What will the Kings need to do to get a 2-0 lead heading home? That's next in this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Please give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying this show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years. 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate L.A. Kings fan for 30 years. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. The L.A. Kings take the ice for Game 2 of their playoff series in Edmonton tonight. Looking for a 2-0 series lead heading back to Los Angeles. Kings, of course, coming off a thrilling 4-3 overtime win in Game 1, scoring three goals in the third period to tie it up and then winning it on Alex Ayafalo's power play goal in overtime. That was a great win by the Kings. They flip home ice advantage and get a leg up in the series. But the Kings cannot be satisfied with that win because if the Kings can get another win tonight and come home up two games to nothing, they will have earned a huge advantage in the series. Now, that might seem obvious, but just to bring the point home, 393 times in NHL playoff history, a team has taken a 2-0 series lead. 342 times when that has happened, that team has gone on to win the series. Now, I'm not even talking about winning the first two games on the road. I'm talking about just winning the first two games regardless of where it's played. Again, the record of teams that go up two games to nothing in an NHL playoff series 342 and 54. I did do a Google search to try and see if I could find the stats for the record of teams that go up 2-0 in a series, winning both two games on the road. I couldn't find that, but I promise you, it is a very high winning percentage. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers may know that uh, you know this is a big game for them. There's no doubt about that. Um, they do not want to go down 0-2 heading to Los Angeles, uh, regardless of whatever the stats are. Uh, they know that that's not a position that they want to be in. And I have no doubt that the Oilers will come out tonight looking to make sure that doesn't happen. I expect their superstar, Connor McDavid, to look to make an impact after being held without a point in game one. But let's also remember, last postseason, the Kings won game one of their playoff series 4-3. Now, that was in regulation, not in overtime. And then the Oilers came back and won game two easily, 6 to nothing. Now, the Kings are a better team than they were a season ago. I'll be surprised if they get blown out tonight. But the point is this. Expect a better team for the Edmonton Oilers in game number two because, frankly, they have to be. Uh, expect them to be a little bit cleaner, uh, which is kind of a, kind of an oxymoron because you want to expect them also to come out maybe a little bit harder. So we'll see how that goes. It's a delicate balance when you play uh, playoff hockey to try and be aggressive, to try and be proactive to try and make things happen, but also to try and not take penalties and to stay out of the penalty box. We know how that important is uh, for the LA Kings. So it will be interesting to see 
what the Oilers do to change from game one. Now, you could argue the Oilers were a better team uh, and played a better game all around in game number one. Yeah, they made some mistakes late, and it ended up costing them. The Kings took advantage of it. But like I said, going into this series, all the pressure is on the Oilers. Just about everyone picked them to win this series. Many have Edmondson going to the Stanley Cup final out of the West. The Oilers are in this weird situation where they have to almost play desperate while also not changing what made them so successful uh, late in the year. Remember, they closed the season with an 18-2-1 record. The longer game two goes with the score tied or if, if the Kings happen to be leading, that pressure is just going to build more and more on the Oilers and the home crowd is going to get a little more tight, a little more silent and a little more anxious and and definitely the the players can feel that on the ice so let's see how the kings start in this one let's see how the oilers start in this one it would be understandable if the oilers came out flying around the ice trying to make things happen trying to get the momentum on their side early and it would be probably make some sense as well for the kings to try and weather the storm get through it because like i said the longer the game goes with the game tied or maybe if the kings get an early goal and they're leading that pressure just ramps up more and more with each tick of the clock. As for the Kings, I said it after game one, that was a great win. Uh, but but the Kings didn't play their best game in that opening game. Uh, talk about the pressure on the Oilers. I think one player that's in the spotlight for Edmonton is not Connor McDavid, but rookie goaltender Stuart Skinner. Unlike game one, the Kings need to put more shots on goal against Skinner, I believe, to start game two, coming off of game one, where he allowed four goals on 18 shots in the third period in overtime. If the Kings can get an early goal against Stuart Skinner and carry that momentum over from game one into game two, I think that clearly will help the Kings get in a better position to try and win game two. And again, head home with a 2-0 series advantage in the series. So let's talk about some of the keys for the LA Kings to win game number two. We'll do that in just a second. But first, I want to let you know that buying tickets for your favorite sporting events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With the Game Time app, tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area, and you get the lowest prices guaranteed with event cancellation protection. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, and the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images on your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps in your set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your emails. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Also want to remind you that the LA Kings play the Edmonton Oilers tonight at 7 p.m. Pacific time with the Kings looking to take a 2-0 series lead. Catch every moment of the Kings hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search LA Kings. So what are some of the keys to the Kings getting a game two victory in Edmonton? Well, like I said early, weather the storm. I think the Oilers are likely going to come out maybe a bit upset, uh, maybe even a bit desperate. Uh, they want to get off to a good start. They want to get the crowd into it. Don't let the Oilers get the early lead. Don't let them get the crowd into the game. I know the Kings fell behind 2-0 in the last game and they came back to win, but you don't want to make a habit 
of trying to claw your way back into a game on the road and hope that maybe you get a couple of calls go your way late and then you can take advantage of some power play opportunities. The Kings need a better start. And as I mentioned, one good way to do it is to get more shots on rookie goalie Stuart Skinner in the first period. He only saw six shots in the opening period of game one. Let's make Stuart Skinner work, make him uncomfortable, put the pressure on him, test his confidence. I think an early goal would be big for the Kings, but if the game is tied or scoreless after one, I'd also be happy with that. Like I said, as the game goes along, if it's tied or if the Kings have a lead, the pressure will increase and increase and increase on the Edmonton Oilers. Obviously, contain Connor McDavid. And the Kings have done a great job against the soon-to-be MVP of the NHL so far this season. Five games against the Kings, four in the regular season, one in the playoffs. McDavid has a total of three points, two goals, and one assist. And he's coming off a of game one where he had no points. Keep making things as difficult as possible. You can't stop him, but you can do things to slow him down a bit. Try not to let him build up speed into the zone. Keep the puck away from him. Uh, make him play defense by keeping the Oilers in their own end. He is the unquestioned leader of the Oilers. As he goes, so go the Oilers. One of the things about having a superstar on your team is that sometimes the rest of the team will defer to him when things get tough. And if that player isn't producing, sometimes teams don't have a great plan B. Uh, keep Kempe going. Uh, I went back and watched game one uh, to see if I could maybe remember something important or or mention something that I failed to mention uh, in our last show when we recapped the game. And I talked about, obviously, going into the series, how important it was for Kempe to produce, for, for him to score big goals. And obviously, he did that in game number one. I think re-watching the game reminded me, and I didn't mention this in a previous episode, but Kempe really battled in that game. He and Evander Kane were going at it all night. It was a great physical battle. And to Kempe's credit, that physical battle didn't take him out of his game. Sometimes you can take a skilled player out of his game if you engage him physically. That was definitely not the case with Kempe. Matter of fact, it may have even got him more into the game. Uh, and, and right now, look, Adrian Kempe is red hot. Coming off a hat trick to end the regular season against the Ducks, now a two-goal game in game one against Edmonton. Uh, Adrian Kempe, keep shooting the puck, man. Uh, let's ride this hot streak for as long as it will go. If you're on a two-on-one, don't pass it. Shoot it. Uh, don't pass up any scoring opportunities. Uh, don't look to make an extra pass. Now, maybe later in the series you can look to do that, but not right now. And if you're one of Kemp, uh, Kempe's teammates, uh, get him the puck. Again, uh, let's ride this hot hand as long as we can because Adrian Kempe is absolutely on fire right now. Obviously, keep the special teams special. Uh, the Kings only allowed the Oilers three power play opportunities in game one. That needs to continue. Other than McDavid, um, what has made the Oilers special is their special teams and their power play. Don't give the Oilers a, an opportunity to beat you uh, with that man advantage by taking penalties that you shouldn't. Um, and also, score a power play goal or two as well. The Kings obviously had two huge power play goals in the last game. Uh, you know, Last year in game two against the Oilers, uh, they scored two power play goals and had a shorthanded goal. Uh, we don't want to see anything like that in this game two this year. So win the special teams battle, uh, that will obviously go a long way in the Kings winning the overall battle and winning the game. So we're all excited to have Gabe Velarde back in the lineup, but how is he going to be used tonight and what can we realistically expect from him? We'll talk about that in a moment, but I also want to let you know today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, is brought to you by eBay Motors. 
For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need a part and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. And add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, We'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligibility items only. Exclusions apply. The LA Kings play the Edmonton Oilers tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific, with the Kings looking to make it a 2-0 series lead. Catch every moment of the Kings' hometown broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app search, LA Kings. So, Kings forward Gabe Velarde is back tonight after missing the last 10 games, nine in the regular season and one in the playoffs with that lower body injury. It's obviously a big boost for the Kings to get him back, both five-on-five and on the power play. Now, it probably isn't realistic to expect him to hit the ground running, but you got to think that adrenaline can help play a part as well in him getting back in the lineup and, and playing well. So here's what I would expect, and this is certainly unofficial as far as the Kings lineup tonight, but your top line, your top two lines, no need to change there. Kopitar centering the top line with Adrian Kempe and Quentin Byfield. Philip Deneau centering the second line with Victor Arvidsson and Trevor Moore. The third line, I would expect to see Blake Lazat along with Alex Iafalo and Gabe Velarde. As for the fourth line, I would go with Rasmus Kupari at center with Arthur Kaliev and Carl Grundstrom. I would take Jared Anderson-Dolan out of the lineup from game one. I would not play Zach McEwen. So we will see what Todd McClellan decides to go with, but I would expect Gabe Velarde to slot back in on that third line with Blake Lazat and Alex Iafalo. Defensively, obviously no need to change anything. But it will be very curious to see if Velarde moves right back into the top power play unit or not. I would say no. I would put him on the second power play unit because not, not because I'm really worried about what he can do um, in his first game back, but I think it's more about the chemistry right now of that top power play unit. I think that Victor Arvidsson and Alex Iafalo have done a very good job. We saw it obviously firsthand in game number one with Alex Iafalo scoring the overtime game winner and Victor Arvidsson having a hand uh, in a lot of things with the power play uh, working right. So I would keep the power play, the number one power play unit as is for now. Uh, maybe you change it going forward, but not tonight. I think Gabe Velarde would do well just sliding into the second power play unit and to help that group be a bit more of a dangerous threat. Unfortunately, nothing new to report on the status of Kings forward Kevin Fiala. He is still out as far as we know, also not skating, still recovering from his lower body injury. There is some injury news to report for the Edmonton Oilers. Forward Mateus Yanmark is expected to miss the rest of the series against the LA Kings. He reportedly was hurt blocking a shot in game one and suffered an injury to his right foot. Now I said um, from the first episode uh, that I hosted of Locked on LA Kings that I am a Kings fan first and foremost. I, I have never hidden that fact and uh, I, I think it's something that helps me be passionate about doing this show. Um, and I did have, you know, I wondered when I watched the game one uh, in real time and then going back and watching it, you know, being a Kings fan and I try my best to be fair and open-minded and, and see things not as much as I can through the eyes of being a Kings fan, but the penalties that we saw called against the Oilers, uh, I thought they were correct calls. I thought the officiating game one was actually pretty good. I thought they got a lot of calls, right? 
Um, and there's a lot going on in Edmonton, as you would expect. And I understand that all fans to an extent are, are like this, but there was a lot of complaining going on uh, from the fan base in Edmonton about the officiating in game number one. And, I, and again, I said, I thought that the calls were right, but you never know because you're a Kings fan. So uh, my friend, Paul, who's a Kings fan, tipped me off on this. Uh, this was on the um, King of Podcasts uh, that's uh, done by John Hoven and Dennis Bernstein. Uh, Kings of the Podcast is what is the name of it. Uh, and they had a clip from the Oilers radio network, their post-game show. Um, you know, there's not uncommon for a lot of uh, radio shows, uh, you know, you carry the, the the game broadcast, and then after the game, they have like a call-in show where fans can call in and talk about the game. And they have this apparently in Edmonton, which isn't a surprise. But uh, they played a clip on this Kings of the Podcast, which covers the LA Kings, again, John Hoven and Dennis Bernstein. And the audio of the Oilers broadcasters who were getting ready to host this post-game show, I thought was pretty interesting. Um, they basically said, and and were sternly telling the Oilers fans, if anyone calls up to complain about the officiating, we are going to hang up on you. Uh, because, and they went on to explain, and you can, if you go back and if you check this, this podcast episode, you can hear the clip where the Oilers announcers said that the calls that gave the LA Kings the power plays late in the third and in overtime were the right calls. So even their own broadcasters were saying the officiating is not an excuse. The Oilers did not play disciplined hockey late in the game in the third period and in overtime, that those penalties were legitimate calls. And that is the reason why the Oilers lost. It wasn't because they were screwed over by the officials. It was because they made mistakes, they made bad decisions, and the LA Kings took advantage of those opportunities. So I thought that was uh, encouraging uh, to hear and good on the Oilers broadcasts for being fair. It would it, It's easy if you are in a, a local market to be the homer uh, and to tell the fans what they want to hear. But I thought that was uh, I thought that was really awesome that those broadcasters said, look, uh, we don't want to hear any complaining because those calls were the right calls. So if you call in and you start complaining about the referees, we're going to hang up on you. So uh, like, like I said, it looked like looks like what I saw and probably what a lot of you saw was actually the right thing, that those those were penalties and credit on the Kings for taking advantage of those opportunities. Now, as Kings fans, we can't rely on bad decisions or bad uh, penalties taken by the Oilers to get us back in the game. We need to have a better start in game number two and going forward. Um, but in the end, like I said, the Oilers made the mistakes, the referees made the calls, and the Kings took advantage of it. So it was it was cool to hear that uh, the Oilers broadcasts were basically telling the fans, shut up about complaining about the officials because we don't want to hear it. I have to apologize because I screwed up. Uh, we should have had a Kings fan feedback show today um, because coming up on Thursday's show, we are going to recap game number two. And then coming up on Friday's show, we are scheduled to have Kings TV analyst Jim Fox as a guest to talk about the first two games of the series and to preview game number three coming up on Friday in Los Angeles. So that's my mistake. Um, I got the days wrong. That I thought there was an extra day to kind of fit in a fan feedback show, but apparently we're not going to be able to do that. But maybe a bit of a compromise for you guys is if you have any questions that you want to ask Jim Fox for Friday's show, uh, let me know about him. And if there are a couple of ones that I think are really good, I'll definitely uh, ask Jim about those. 
So if you're interested in doing that, that kind of will get some of the fans to get uh, their say in the show this week because I always like to have at least a fan feedback show once a week. We're not going to have a dedicated show this week for that. But again, if you have a question and it's a good question and you want to ask Jim Fox something about either the first two games or the Kings going forward, whatever, uh, you can send me an email, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. Uh, you can also post uh, a question in the YouTube episode comments as well. And again, a couple of good ones. Uh, we'll pull them out and we'll ask Jim Fox and give you credit for that. So again, my apologies for not having the fan feedback show this week. That was my mistake. I screwed up. We should have had it today. And uh, unfortunately, we are not having that today. Obviously, looking forward to a big game, too, coming up tonight. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to the Kings take on the Oilers, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, catch every moment of the Kings hometown broadcast on Sirius XM on the SXM app search. L.A. Kings looking forward to game two. It's going to be a big challenge for the L.A. Kings. Again, the Oilers are going to be a bit desperate tonight. They do not want to go down two games to nothing heading to Los Angeles. That would be a worst case scenario for the Oilers. But for the Kings, like I said, uh, going in there, playing with nothing to lose, all the pressures on the Oilers. As we see this game go along, it'll be interesting to see how that pressure could mount on the Oilers and their rookie goaltender, Stuart Skinner, as the game progresses. Uh, but if the Oilers jump out to a good start and get rolling, we could see the series obviously be uh, tied up at one apiece heading back to Los Angeles. But fingers crossed the Kings can get another big win, play a better game than they played in game number one, and get a huge 2-0 series advantage. Looking forward to talking about it with you on tomorrow's show. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.